This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, there we go. The, the music was not in the opera. They didn't give us the music. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Here we go. You're taking a cupcake? You have to. You're right. Save one for me. There we go. Just had to do it manually. That's all. I suppose. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Mike Gelfand, and Andy Bernard. See, what do you think of that action? So what's happening? Everything. Oh, shutting the door. Everything like what? Well, nothing that great, but I mean, talk about a news day. It's yeah. As a journalist, I always retreat <sighs> to my womb, you know, and that's when I pick up a newspaper while I see it online. So what was this guy in Maine doing? What was this all about? What what this time called the, uh, called upon him to kill 18 people? Well, I know he has been in a psych hospital for hearing voices telling him to kill people. Oh, so. schizophrenic. Oh, and they let him out? Yes, they did. Why? Because he was, you know, they said he was cleared. He was good to go. Uh -huh. he, well, was, he, he was, <clears throat> I think, threatening to shoot up his military base. Oh, and then he went in the mental hospital and they were like, oh, you're cured. So, uh, well, it's probably one of those situations where he was doing okay, and then he was mm -hmm. doing so well. He stopped taking his meds. Yep. yep. Yep, that's what happens. I suppose. Oh, so that's what it is. He just stopped taking the meds. Well, that's and you typically go a win. <clears throat> that is yeah. true. Yeah, I don't think there's any compliance. confirms that, but. Compliance for psych meds is extremely low because of the side effects. Okay, now where did he go to shoot people? Was it a school or where it was a bowling go? alley? Bowling oh, that's alley. right. It was a bowling alley. I think it was a bar across the street. <clears throat> oh, well. was, yeah, he was at the bowling alley and then he went to a, a bar a couple miles away, I guess. Oh, he did. And he killed yeah. people in both places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did he give a reason why those two oh, this, places? I don't, like I said, I mean, you know, 
typically we we find some sort of online manifesto or something. Yeah, right. But maybe they just don't travel very fast from from Lewiston, Maine. I don't know, but I don't think anyone's found anything like that. So maybe, maybe he just you know heard a voice and said, "Okay." Yep, pretty much. Is, is that what it is that you just hear voices and you you act on that? Yeah, I've talked to like a psych doctor before and they've said that it sounds essentially like if you turn multiple TVs on in a room and mm. turn them up to full blast, like that's what they're hearing in their head. Oh, God. Mm. I've been hearing voices for about 40 years. Until you take your headphones off? Yeah. See, ha, Andy just. And sometimes they made me do horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> like stay in radio, things exactly. like that. No, I understand that completely. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know much about this guy. Just the open fire uh, manhunt underway after deadly shootings in Maine. Governor says 18 people were killed, 13 more injured. Hopefully they won't lose any of the injured people. I make it 19 dead. I, I just, I, is there any way to figure this stuff out? Why? why what, so what, and the whole schizophrenia thing and all that, what actually goes wrong with the brain that causes schizophrenia? If we knew, we uh, would yeah. be closer no to a cure, I guess. And, you know, there was a time when basically everybody was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, is that right? That was like the catch-all for mental yeah. illness. Yeah, that's how my brother, oh, I didn't know that's that. how my brother wound up getting electroshock. Mm -hmm. He was right. depressed. My father, too. Yeah, but they found some old fossil who thought that, you know, well, it's depression will just like zap his brain half to death. Yep. And you know, my brother was an incredibly smart guy and he, it didn't, it didn't affect his intelligence, but it, it affected his memory. Okay. Let me ask you a question about that. Cause my father was a brilliant man. Mm -hmm. He was a very, very smart guy, not very well educated. Mm -hmm. He was just because he couldn't afford it came from very poor upbringing and all the rest of it, but he was a very, very smart man. Why do smart people tend to, to lean towards schizophrenia more than anybody else. That's actually a myth. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad I asked that. They're probably the ones we hear about. Though. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Oh, that it is. Smart people with schizophrenia about. are interesting because they tend to have, despite the schizophrenia or maybe because of the schizophrenia, they have insights that are very unique. I suppose that is true. Mm -hmm. This is Lisbon, Maine, because I thought oh, it's yeah, near Lewiston. Uh, throngs of police officers were searching Thursday near Lewiston, Maine, for a man thought to be armed after thought to be armed. I would thought so. to be armed. No, no, he's just very good at martial arts. After two deadly shootings the night before sent shockwaves through the rural state, Maine Governor Janet Mills said at a press conference that 18 people were killed, 13 people were injured in the attacks. Earlier, a federal law enforcement official said a shooter killed at, killed at least 22 people. The numbers are bouncing around. By they the, are, aren't they? Yeah, by the hour. Are they really? It's 22. It's, this now. always happens because yeah, there's such does. chaos and one person sees something. Yeah. And, you know, so. and everyone wants to be the first to report to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that I think that they may find the guy, but I very much doubt he'll be alive. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He'll, they'll find him dead, won't they? You do have to wonder. It's like if you're a cop and you're hunting this guy down and you find him, how do you resist killing him? Because Good I don't question. know that I could, yeah. to be honest, like knowing yeah. that he because I heard that it was like a kid's party at this bowling. It alley. was. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, you know, this guy just murdered a bunch of kids. How do you not just kill him on the spot? It's true. He probably this, took care of it himself, though, is what I'm thinking. That would be my guess. Yes. Yeah. 
This is a dark day for Maine, Mills said, Governor Mills. Uh, Maine State Police worked through the night alongside local officers and the Federal Bureau of Investigation to find Robert Card, 40 years old, who was uh, their sole person of interest in the shootings. Card is considered armed and dangerous, said Mike Sozchuk, Maine's public safety commissioner. We're, we're going to not stop until we locate him, Lisbon Police Chief Ryan McGee told the local TV station as the manhunt continued early this morning. So they still haven't uh, discovered where he is. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. They still don't know where the hell he is. Could be in the ocean. Yeah, it could be in the ocean. That's absolutely true. Boy, that's got to be a tough. Can you imagine going into a bowling alley and like 22 people are now dead? Mm -hmm, I guess there were about half of them there and half of them in another location. Yeah, and it's one thing like because you'll go out and you see people that are arguing and then it turns into a fight and then it turns into a shooting, but just for it to be peaceful, everybody's minding their business, bowling, having a good time. And then all of a sudden you just hear gunshots and people start dying is, you know, you expect this at a high school football game, but of course, yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, What's that? But it is so random, you know, that it's, it's what I'm sorry. What were you saying? I'm just saying that it didn't really matter what I was. I was just talking about the fact that it just, yeah. I just don't understand what could go on in your brain that would go, I'm going to go kill a bunch of kids. Well, it's, you know, it's like, it's like we were saying, whatever was going on in his brain was, uh, it was, you know, it was so, it was just (laughs) completely internalized. So normally with mass shootings, people are pushed to the edge by something. And that's why normally you see the manifestos. Right. But this is, you know, this is just, probably not that kind of thing but this guy had all the uh, opportunities he had the skills and uh, he had the mental illness and uh, you know there's it's like the i think it was i think i think 2022 was the first time in in the u.s when um when the the uh, the number one cause of of deaths for of deaths for for kids you know, besides illness, of course, uh, the, the was was um, gun bullets basically was bullet, yeah. bullets. You know, they they surpassed auto accidents. God, it's so amazing. You open up the top story, of course, is this guy killing twenty two people. Second story: Israel carries out biggest raid inside Gaza since the attack. Third story: U.S. economy summer surge may not last. In other words, they're saying we're going into a depression. Or it's just a nice way of saying, "Hey, great news," but it won't last. But it won't last. That's, yeah, exactly. you know, as a, that's as a journalist by heart, by, by trade many years ago, that's what we do. We always look past the good news, get to the bad <laughs> news, but not so much the other way around. Yeah, you're probably right. Do you think we will go into the Depression, the three of you? Uh, no, I we're going to go into life, World War III. You think it might be World War III? I think it very well may be. Sure looks and yeah. war is great for the economy. Yeah. So. I would say war is more likely than depression at this point. Yeah. Yep. And, and war is great for the economy for us. Yes. Yeah, for, yeah, not so much for the when people. When I say the economy, I mean our economy. But but really, this if we did have World War III, it wouldn't be good for anyone's economy. I wouldn't think so. Because, you know, there's not a lot of manufacturing involved. No, no. that's the thing is, yeah, no. we don't have any manufacturing anymore. Yeah, that's all China and Russia. Now, mm-hmm. Is Russia still doing some some of that or not as much as they used to? Well, any, anything they can, yeah. Yeah, well, they, that's very, very true. But China does most of it, do they not? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How did we ever let that happen? Why didn't we stay competitive? Well, China had a lot more employees. And they also have no unions. They don't have to pay anybody. 
Well, people, yeah, I mean, the, the people who went from the rural areas to the factories, yeah. these are people who are, you know, barely getting by. And so the kids, the old people stayed on the farms and, and uh, the, the younger people went to the, to the big cities. Like there's, you know, like 500 of them that we've never heard of yeah. and uh, lived in like warehouses with 75,000 other workers making no money at all, but more money than they could have made at home. And so they were just totally set up. And of course, there's, you know, they didn't, they didn't have to worry about things like the buildings collapsing or like paying living wages mm-hmm. or, uh, or somehow maybe being able to prevent the horrible communicable diseases like we've experienced in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And so they're all set up for it. No regulations. Perfect. Uh, and they polluted a little bit. Yes, they did. I just saw a headline and I brought this up earlier in the morning, and I did not know that this was in the Wall Street Journal. Um, there are certain levels of cannabis that if I take it to sleep, mm-hmm. it makes it worse. I was talking about that this morning. Yeah. Remember I, I kind of brought that up that I I get very I can get very, very um anxious and depressed if I take yeah too much. Well, how do they how do they THC. determine which strains this is? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, These are, I guess. the headline, the, the, uh, the cannabis that people are using for anxiety is probably making it worse. <laughs> That's a headline in a Wall Street Journal. Well, so. anything you can take for anxiety will probably make it worse. No, that's see that that's why I'm I'm really glad I brought that up because I tend to agree with you that you can make anxiety worse many many ways. Oh, of course. But you take like let's say you've never uh, taken Valium before, which is probably the you know oh, oh, I think it's probably still the best known of all the benzos. Mm-hmm. You'll take that thing the first time; it's magic. It's just magic. Yeah. All your worries go away. Isn't that amazing? But by the second week or so, you're taking more and more for less and less. And finally, everything's just making you worse. So, you know, it's just like there's no free lunch. That's a benzodiazepine for you. That's the yeah. benzos, yeah. Yep. And and it's just, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it many times, especially uh, from my mother, you know. she. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But see all the, all the housewives, because the housewives would go to the doctor. The men were too proud. But the housewives would go to the doctor, but they didn't know what depression was back, you know, in the 50, sure, 50s, sure. especially, which is when benzos got big. Yep. And and so they'd go to the doctor and they'd say, I can't sleep. They didn't know about depression. I can't sleep. The mm-hmm. doctor would say, well, here, all the drug companies say this is totally safe and non-addictive. And that's when it all would start. That's very, very true. Lots of people with anxiety are counting on cannabis's ability to treat their symptoms. There's a problem. The science shows that it probably doesn't help and it makes uh, may make those uh, symptoms worse. Cannabis companies have uh, promoted their product as helpful for anxiety, making uh, for a potentially lucrative market. Uh, are you telling me they might have lied just because they could make money well, from then, it? Oh, didn't you know um, cannabis will cure everything? That's what if they're trying got to claim it, now. It'll cure. Yeah, it. there's yeah. people you talk to online. They will oh, tell yeah. you that. It will oh man, cure I used to have cluster everything. headaches. I just smoked some weed. Everything's fine now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cannabis companies have promoted their products as helpful for anxiety, making for a potentially lucrative market. Anxious consumers have turned to weed and edibles for relief as treatments for their ailments have become harder to find. The number of available and affordable therapists badly lags demand. And traditional medications don't work for everyone, driving both users. Don't you think, though, and you brought it up earlier, you take a medication, and I used to take it as well. It's damn good medication. Mm-hmm. Why can't people just turn to that? Well, it's maybe they don't get the uh, the instant gratification. 
Is does it help you sleep? Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and trazodone we're talking about. Yeah, and I and I've taken antidepressant for what forty years now. Only forty? Yeah. I was thinking seventy-five. Something like that. <laughs> well, it's, I should have been seven, <laughs> seventy-three. Is what it should have been. Seventy-three years. But but you know, it, it's not like it's not a magic thing. No, it's not. It's it's you have to figure out first something you can tolerate, and then you have to find out the dosage, and then you have to fight through the side effects. So you really have to be pretty pretty persistent about it. But, mm -hmm. but people don't want that. They just want no. to take something and everything's fine. Yeah. And we've and, talked about it before. Yeah. The reason the reason that antidepressants don't work for most people is that most people who take them aren't depressed. That is very yeah. true. No, <laughs> depression is like that buzzword when people are just like, oh, I'm a little yeah. sad. Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, yep. I'm so depressed. And then you see somebody that actually has depression. You're like, oh, there's nothing. I'm not even close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Depression is not what you feel when your hamster dies. No. No, that's very grief. sadness. Grief is a different thing. Right. That's very, very right. true. So what are we going to do about, because I will tell you, I, 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 by coincidence, I did not know the story was out there. If I take too much THC, it makes it much worse. Yeah. My anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I do, but I'm just saying. Pressure, pleasure prolonged is always pain. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So I don't know what the hell we're going to do about that. I, I, what are they going to do about this? If people cannot keep taking cannabis, mm. if it makes their anxiety worse. We don't know what lies ahead, do we? No, we do not. That is exactly right. And I say that as someone who's, you know, I, I smoked, I would say I smoked my, my quotient of weed, you know, back, back in my, back in the, day, in the yeah. teens mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. pretty much stopped when I was 20 or so, but I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah. And I mean, yep. if with weed, like if you take, too much then yeah you're going to start getting the paranoid so if it's mm -hmm. you're taking like a gummy or something like drink a thc drink mm -hmm. you're probably not going to get as like it's not going to make your anxiety worse necessarily but everybody no, does respond differently to it as well but i feel like a lot of people that will either smoke a ton or they take a ton of edibles then that's where you get more of the paranoia and stuff that sets in well, yeah yeah and the people amazing. who take the edibles these days a lot of them are people who like smoked weed in, yeah, in an earlier yeah. life, mm -hmm. they don't know what's going to hit them. No, no, no they don't. No, because you get the oh, the edible didn't. I don't feel anything. <laughs> right. So let me take another one, and then yeah. the next thing you know, you're staring at your refrigerator for yeah. three hours. Well, I'm telling you, literally for me, and I'm being very, very honest with everybody here. If I don't take enough, it will not make me sleep. Mm -hmm. And if I take too much, I will have horrible nightmares. So where is that tiny little middle ground for me? You never, How do you discover You never that? know, and it keeps moving, too. And it does keep moving. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, because depending on how the edible was made, it's going to sure. react yeah. to the different concentrations of THC that are in there. And and the thing is, you know, basically people these days, I would say people who are prescribing medications, mm -hmm. and it would, it would include people who are selling medications, mm -hmm. um, most of them are not competent. So, you know, last night I took 25 milligrams, mm -hmm. right? It, I could not sleep. I fell asleep for about three, three and a half hours and I woke up. It will not keep me asleep. Mm. So then you move on to different things and all of a sudden it's like you get these horrible nightmares and all that stuff. I just. You're, you're just, you're basically know. just, you're, you're describing your life though. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Yeah, that, that is, I, it, it, it just is. I mean, it's not like my dreams are so horrible, mm. but you know what I, my nightmares are almost always about. And this, I don't understand. This must be a, like a personality flaw. You ready? Let's just call it a 
an eccentricity. It's an eccentricity. Whenever I have nightmares, it's about me failing at something. That's pretty common, I think. Do you think it really is really common? People fail. They they yeah, face yeah. their failures in their dreams. Well, that's I mean, on a, on a uh, basically a, a level that's not entirely significant though. That's that's my most common nightmare is not being able. To, it's it's and as I say, it's it's just you know it's trivial, but is not being able to find my car. Oh, really? And I've had the same thing for really? like forty years. It's always and it's always takes place. That almost always takes, sometimes it takes place at, say, the Metrodome, not the not Metropolitan Stadium. Yeah. Yep. When I'm leaving for after a game, but that's work too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes it's there. A lot of times it's just I'm done working at the Minneapolis Tribune for the day mm-hmm. and I get out and I can't find my car. And the whole dream God. is about trying to find my car. I've been trying to find the goddamn car for 40 years and mm-hmm. I haven't found it yet. And I always believe. <laughs> Just once, if I could find it just once, I'd never have that dream again. But, That's true. But it might be something worse. Yeah, I was going to say, if you do find it one day, are you going to wake up and you're going to be like, oh, crap. See, Andy is, and I think alike. Is this the last day of my life or something? Yeah, I, I, I should just be content with what I have. Be interesting. We should get a psychologist in here. Are people having more nightmares than ever before? Probably not. You don't think so? Even with all that horrible news that's popping on every minute of every day? Well, I think for several thousand years, people were living among death and destruction. Yeah, that's true. And that's one, true. One, one thing I've discovered talking to people who have been through really traumatic events is that, you, you know, you, you can't measure that kind of thing. No, it, that is true. Isn't everybody's it? hell is their own personal hell. That they don't share it with anyone else. Very true. That's sad that that's the case. Well, we're human beings. But they have never discovered a way to kind of totally deal with it all, have they? You know, you know what? The reason why the reason why benzos work so well for you if you've never taken them or if you take maybe if you just take them like once a month or something, mm-hmm. it's it's all in the description. You can find this in the PDR, the description of, of what benzos do. And it's it's the most it's just it's just incredible i mean they've just nailed it with like three words it's reduces brain activity there you go mm-hmm. all we have to that's do what you need yeah exactly we think too much absolutely well that's what i think a lot of alcohol alcoholism is based on it just numbs your brain so much you can yeah. actually sleep yeah but, oh, you, but I can't you can only sleep. sleep for a few hours yeah no yes, when right. i drink i can't sleep with no. crap yeah well then you know you get that two hours of semi-consciousness then you're just thrashing the rest of the night. Yeah, that's it's what I do every horrible. night. Horrible. Yeah. I hate or, and every trying night. to sleep after alcohol is yeah. awful. Or if you're drunk, it's you're not really sleeping. You're passed out. It's like waking up after surgery. You don't feel like rested and relaxed because yeah. you weren't really asleep. No, you're not getting any REM. If you don't get REM, no. you're not really sleeping. Is that text you're sending so important that you miss your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. 
Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So what the hell do we do about all this stuff? Now we find out the THC is probably not the answer. Looking at it, either going to take too much or too little. Either way, it's not going to work. Well, I think it's just you just have to accept the limitations. Yeah. And go from there. Do you combine it with melatonin then? Because melatonin will help you sleep. I'd say you combine it with therapy. That would be not a bad idea. Therapy would probably be good. Melatonin is a fraud, in my opinion. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know I don't anything wanna, about Like it. if someone thinks it helps them, then I don't want Good wanna, for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good for you. But melatonin, the whole concept of it is not that it gets you to sleep. The concept, which is highly flawed, is that it will help keep you asleep. Oh, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It does not keep you asleep. No, but that was that was the way it was sold. And then, you know, the, the, the scientists who you know, who, who promoted that, that was always, cause it, you know, it's, it, 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 I guess it, it's supposed to help uh, secrete a hormone, the hormone that helps you to stay asleep. I wouldn't know. Cause I never, ever stay asleep. Never. I, I cannot I tell you the last time I slept eight straight hours. No, I don't either. I wake up multiple times a night and I remember it every time. Why is that? Why do we? I and why do we know. have that urge? After five hours of sleep, of getting up when it's still dawn and going and meeting all our elderly friends at McDonald's for an egg McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> you back into that, are you? Well, I, I can't uh, relate to that particular. No, no I can't yet, either. But no, I don't know. The whole thing is, have our drug companies let us down in a huge? I mean, you look no. at the Sacklers and those sons of bitches, and you know none of them really ever paid the price other than monetarily. Well, which isn't much of a price when you're worth billions. Yeah, when you're right? worth billions anyway. It's not It's not even a price, is it? No. But our drug companies have let – look at what Pfizer just did with all this, you know, injections and all the rest of it. How much money did they make from COVID? Oh, well, it's – Can't even imagine. So much money. Can you even imagine how much money they made? No, it's it, – and that is, you know, they're – in a perfect world, 
there wouldn't be companies that are capable of making those kind of profits on, I agree. on, on medications, which in many cases do save lives. Mm-hmm. But, but once you start monetizing it, then everything gets corrupt. Well, it does, and that's not, it's always that money part of it. If there's corruption, it was caused by money, and that's why <laughs> there's no. And that's why a lot of people in this country who are desperate for it can't even score a little Adderall anymore. No, why well, not? There's a shortage. Well, because when there's a shortage, what it usually means is the drug companies aren't making enough money. They used to make enough money, so they don't make it. Right. Oh, it doesn't surprise me a bit. It does not surprise me at all that the whole situation is there. Is there any drug company you can look and go, hey, they're trying their absolute best? No. I don't think not look like not. It. See, a friend, a friend of mine uh, worked as a, a as a as a drug salesman, you know. I mean oh. I mean a legal drug salesman. Legal, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, they're what the drug companies always like to do is they hire uh, they hire women out of college, uh, usually the types who look like cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And then they go around to the doctor's offices, or in many cases, it would be like someone who purchases drugs for huge healthcare organizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they go in, and they're always almost always dealing with men in their sixties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go in there, and uh, and this this was the experience my friend had. So she's selling drugs. She's uh, she's a drug salesman for a generic drug company, right? So the drug right. the ge- generic company is basically. They're basically uh, manufacturing uh, products which sell for like about 5% of the patent stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So they, she'd go into the doctor's office. This would be like a smaller doctor's offices. And she'd say, you know, I was out in your lobby and, uh, and I saw these, these two people in their 70s and they're, they talked about how they were sharing their blood pressure medication because oh. they can't afford it. Oh. And, you know, and your patients will be paying, you know, five cents on the dollar compared to what they're paying mm-hmm. now if if you if you just purchase our product and the doctors some doctors would actually say yeah but you're not going to get me a free trip to hawaii every year well there is that because mm-hmm. a lot of that duke and the doctors there's no doubt about that health money corruption death that's it so uh the t- tv shows there was dope sick was one and there was one other one yeah what the was hell it was it? Like something with pain in it, like painkiller. Is pain it painkiller? Yeah, I know there was Andy. You remember? There was Dope Sick was one of the. It was a streaming uh, series, and there was another one that was running at the same time. Uh, one was about the Sackler family, yeah, and the pain other painkiller. It was painkiller. Is that about the Sacklers? Is that about the woman out in California? Painkiller was about OxyContin. Was that it? No, that hers had something to do with some. She claimed to have invented a drug, and it never actually was invented. Oh, or... you're talking about uh, Theranos or whatever. Theranos. Oh, That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, That's yeah, exactly the, right. The dropout. The, yeah. The, the woman, dropout. There the woman, you go. Now, she's in prison now, isn't she? I believe so, yeah. She was sure fun to watch, though. Well, she's a very attractive young woman. Yeah, Is that was. why? Yeah, well, it's just, it helps in that in that business. But I, 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 do, I do have to say one thing. I love Western medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the '60s, people say, "Oh man, Western medicine." You man, I, I know, I don't go in for that. You know, I, I have this this tincture of something. You know, tincture of raspberries <laughs> that I buy at the, yeah. uh, you know, at the yep. at the generic shop or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, or I, you know, I like acupuncture. You know, screw that. Are I've never had me? that. I tried it once. Acupuncture. Yeah. What is it supposed to? You have Andy? What do you think? I don't know if it did anything. 
Yeah, there you well, go. if it does do something, it's probably just suggestive, you know, which is not, which is not to demean that no, at all. It I makes mean, you feel better. Good. People take placebos. You, te- yep. you know, like I talk to people all the time. They take Tylenol for their headaches. I'm not going to tell them it's worthless. If you believe it, then, then I, I guess it helps. What is Tylenol for? Because I've never known. No that. one knows. <clears throat> oh, so nobody knows. The only what thing it's that's for. ever been proven to be for, in my opinion, is uh, is uh, is uh, lowering a fever. Yes, That's it does it. do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so. pain, there's there's no indication as far as I know that it helps pain in any way. Does any of this stuff help pain? In any well, way? I don't even think Oxycontin's that good. I don't either. I've taken it for pain. Nah, not not really. Is there anything? For pain? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it can kill you. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of morphine, for example. Well, oh, and morphine's yeah, nothing true. anymore. Yeah. Morphine is basically for killing people. You know, <laughs> no, I mean it's like people who are in hospice care. Yeah. They just yeah. give them more and more yeah. and they fade away. And yep. you know, it's you you know that was my grandpa. They gave him Dilaudid. They just every time he had a complaint, have some more Dilaudid. After morphine came Dilaudid. And yep. then after Dilaudid came fentanyl. Fentanyl, yep. Yeah. God, fentanyl. No, not good. <clears throat> How but, are we doing with it's that great. at the board? I've I've had it in the hospital. It is fantastic. Oh, it is. But really? you certainly wouldn't want it outside the hospital. No, because you just couldn't get off it. No, because it just kill you so easily. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's very easy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just nothing. It's like you know, half a grain of salt. If I know, yeah, yeah. God, well, and that was China once again, right? It well, it has its, it has its purposes. It does post surgical pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, all the fentanyl is coming across our oh, southern no, border. I mean, That's all China. Well, yeah, I can think it probably is. Yeah, through Mexico. It yeah. also, though, it can be made pretty easy, easily in in laboratory oh, any, anywhere right? in the world. What is it? I don't know. I have no idea what the hell it even is. It's a synthetic opiate. Yeah, it's just how, like the 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 worst thing out there. Yeah. How did they discover it would work, Andy? I uh, usually they come up with a new molecule, they inject it into a rat, and see what happens. Wow, poor rats. Yep. They pay the big price. They sure do. I don't know. I just, it's really unfortunate that all the people we count on the most have gotten to a position now. They're the most disgusting people on earth. <laughs> well, they yeah. are. Our politicians, our drug companies, are. you get on, there's a long list. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the problems is that people who want to be billionaires are driven a lot more than the rest of oh, us. Oh, they are. Absolutely. And I want to know, is there... Is there a number high enough? I mean, is $220 billion for Elon Musk, is that enough money? It's never enough. Too no. much is it's never enough. never enough, is it? Mm-hmm. What are you going to buy with $220 billion that you couldn't with $219 Freedom, billion? Free speech. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate at yeah, this that point. Is, yeah, that's and true. And that's, that's what Elon Musk thinks he's purchasing. He thinks he's purchased freedom of speech, that he alone has it. That he can say whatever he wants. And that's and why he's truth. willing to spend, you know, Tesla, come on. That's that's just, you know, kid stuff. It's a side uh, I'm going to own freedom of speech. You've got to go through <sighs> me now. Do they Have they always thought that, though, these big shots like him? Well, it's just that the goals keep getting bigger. No, I Because the yeah. power keeps getting bigger. Why do we allow this to happen? Because we don't have a vote. Because we're we're not we're not lusting for power and money and greed the way they pay, they are. I suppose that's true. That's how's that Sam doing? What's his name? Backler? What's his name? Bad Sam Bankman-Fried. Oh, Sam yeah. Bankman-Fried. Yeah. How's hey, he leave, doing? Leave him out of it. Oh, because he's a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, was anything he ever did or said real? Was it any of it true? Not one 
iota of it. No, no, no. Well, because it's based on a myth. It's based on a myth. That's exactly like, you know, hey, I've got some new money for you. And if you really believe it, it'll be worth a lot of money. But the only problem is everybody else has to believe. Yeah, exactly. I don't find that concept to be uh, something that you can promote in the future. Never understood Bitcoin. Why the hell you'd want to get involved in Bitcoin? Well, and the thing is, it, it is does sort of make sense when you think about it in, you know, if, if you can think about it in the big picture, because, you know, what, what I mean, gold, what's gold do for you? Well, but you can make nice rings and stuff, at least. It's, it's all about <laughs> assets. It's not it's about all gold. about assets. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right about that. That's it why just... we can keep pumping out those Treasury bills, because as a country, we're worth a lot. Are we? Well, not, less not right maybe, now. But, um, yeah, a lot less right now because our economy right now is teetering. I will tell you that. Yeah, it depends on which headline you read. Yeah, but I'm talking about my personal opinion. Oh, I checked well. a couple of things like this ain't looking good. I'll tell yeah. you that. No, I and 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 really one of the big reasons that the economy is moving forward right now is because people think they have money. Yeah, I think that you're right about that. They think they, even though there's nothing backing it up. No, but they're going they out and they're that. spending the money they don't have. Yeah. If people don't spend the money that they don't have, everything collapses. Everything is based on a myth. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And that's that's worldwide, too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But as long as we keep believing, we'll be fine. Will we keep believing? No, of course not. I didn't <laughs> think so. And there, <laughs> there is the problem. You know, the Great Depression was not a one-off. No. I mean... Are we headed toward another Great Depression? I think we always are. Kind of seems like it, doesn't it? But right now, it's the, it's our, what they have done, honest to God. And I'm just one of those guys. You can talk about your parties all you want. It's all of them. They're all disgusting pigs now. Mm. And, I mean, we're in a situation where, I mean, I suppose if they push and push and push and push, the last two United States presidents could end up in prison. Is that a good idea? Well, I mean, with how well the last two have done, it's not a terrible <laughs> you idea. Want to send them off to prison. Yeah, get some well, new Nixon people could have gone to prison. Yeah. Nixon could have gone could to have prison. Yeah. Yeah. technically gone Nixon to prison. Clinton, you're right. They yeah, could have. But but we're talking about things getting way bigger now. Oh. Way bigger. I mean, yeah. Richard Nixon did not, as far as I know, was never charged with 91 felonies. No, that's very that's like true. 91 felonies. That could be a rock song. No, it definitely feels like it could open the floodgate because now if, let's say, if Donald Trump goes to jail now, mm -hmm. the next time the other side messes up, well, we're going to send your guy to yeah, prison oh, now. And then there's well, a now possibility that Biden might go to prison someday if they stay after him. Yeah. And then but, yeah. it's always going to just continue to snowball and get more and more. Out. Oh, it but is, one thing it? to keep in mind here, you, know, we, you do need to measure this a little bit. We have never been here before no we have right. not no. that's a fact this is something that no one i, I can't say no one envisioned because they were probably all, probably all in you know in the past it wouldn't have been a story about history it would have been science fiction mm. yeah this is bizarre it just is but part of that is the pushing from both sides to get the other guy that's a big mm -hmm. part of this too yeah it almost yeah. feels like we're at like a tipping point where how we react to what is going on today is going to greatly influence mm -hmm. whether we keep going down this bad path or if we start to kind of pull our heads out of our asses and figure things out together. Well, you know, the, the, again, though, we're talking now about actually trying to end democracy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how does it get bigger than that? 
I know. I don't really. Because that's, you know, that's the great experiment. When Without that, we don't have anything. So what are we going to do? Probably nothing. So we're going to just fade away I don't into know. nothingness. Well, it's like we've talked about. Maybe the only solution in the long run is, um, you know, is, is some horrible, horrible thing, horrible war, it horrible disease. Is. And they yeah. usually co- come together anyway. They do, yes. You know, we wipe out, you know, we get down to say, um, you know, maybe um, a few million people and we build it up from there. <laughs> God. Unbelievable. Eight and a half billion right now, right? Is that what it is? Yep, something like that. Right. Eight and and definitely million. getting bigger every day. And there, I, I did see a guy who actually knows he's talking about running the uh, running the numbers, and he basically says that about seven billion out of the eight and a half billion have no knowledge of anything. They don't know how to read. They don't know how to write. They can't do math. They can't do it. They have. But are they happy? They're kept stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So they might be happy. They are happy. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's what you know. Looks like, you know, 1984 was based on. Just keep everybody happy. How do you keep everyone happy? Hey, all you have to do is make like a certain drug available, Mm -hmm. whether that drug is actually some medication or whether it's uh, television, whether it's sports. But the fact is everybody has their own medication. Their own choice? Yeah, you get to choose. Yeah, you do get to choose. Mm -hmm. I'm on the American plan. Are you? Yeah. Which consists of? Um, I would say uh, gambling. No, that's good. Yeah, and good uh, gambling and medication. Mm-hmm. And um, not, in the, not in this order, but my children. Oh, so they <laughs> came in like third or fourth? No, yeah, right. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, that's that's probably about it. Yeah. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. The cat can go. Well, yeah, what happened to the cat? Where's the cat? The cat. The cats, I'm supposed to get get the the cat's teeth cleaned. You know, cats, like, they're seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. At that point, they need about half their teeth extracted. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So the cat, this cat has, the cat can't communicate, doesn't communicate, cannot vocalize. Looks like the dumbest thing you've ever seen. (laughs) But she's not. Yeah. She detects. I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to take the cat in. Actually, they're supposed to come to my house to get the cat. And so like about, I'd say starting a day before she starts noticing that I'm doing things a little differently. <laughs> uh Oh, goes into runs hiding, away. runs away, yep. Yep. goes into hiding, hides down in the basement where half of my youngest son's old furniture is being stored and nobody can get into that catacomb. Nobody would want to except the cat. 
you know what's hilarious about that? This keeps happening too. You know, Jude is our little dog. Mm-hmm. He's uh, 10, almost 11 years old. If Catherine is upstairs getting ready to go somewhere, and I, I'm in the bathroom downstairs getting ready to go somewhere, or not, mm-hmm. if I'm just down there watching TV and she just happens to be taking a shower, if I come up to check on her, Jude goes right in his crate. Because he thinks we're leaving. <laughs> oh, my dog's the same. Way. Isn't like, that hilarious? To the, to the point where he can tell. Because like if I'm leaving to go to work and I'm kind of rushing to get yeah, out the door, yeah. he can sense like he's not coming with. And so he'll just kind of lay down and watch me. But if he thinks oh, yeah. that he's coming with, he's right by the door. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I had I had this cat before this one. Peanut was her name. But I didn't Peanut. name her. I did not name her. Liar. The greatest animal I've ever known. And like if I, but she'd been an outdoor cat. So like um, if I if I had to go somewhere, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, you know, open up the garage door, get in the car and all of a sudden she'd be somehow in the back seat. She was going with me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But this cat, no, no, this cat does not like she doesn't really like people. And I know that because the only one she likes even a little bit is me. And that's a bad choice. <laughs> well, Mike, we just last weekend uh, had Alex and her family went up north. The kids and Dan and Alex went up north. So we took care, took in their two dogs. So now we have three dogs in the house. And the whole time their dogs were there, Jude would lie down with his back to Catherine, staring at me. Because <laughs> it was my fault You're those right. other dogs were there. Oh, yeah. And he was not going to even look at Catherine because he was too upset. Yep. It's hilarious. These dogs are just unbelievable. And you get Daisy doing that kind of thing? Not yet but i think they do that later in life yeah maybe yeah well that's probably true because he is 10 or 11 something like that. dogs are far more endearing for the most part for the most part, you know like yeah. like you go they to make an effort i go over to a friend's house he had he had these two these two spaniels right very very engaging with human beings mm-hmm. and um the uh and and as soon as i sat down at least one of the dogs would rush over and lie down on my shoes <laughs> They didn't want me to leave. Yeah, they don't want you to leave. This cat wants me to leave. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. I'll take over. This is my house. That is not just amazing that this is my house. This is my chair that I sleep in. Do Mm -hmm. not sit in this chair. It's my chair. Mm -hmm. It's that's so weird. I mean, I I suppose it's good news in the end. They well, I guess not in your case because they don't want you around. (laughs) I don't know with this cat, but I I do know she doesn't want anyone else around. Oh, she wouldn't want anybody around. Max comes over, gives her treats, you know, does everything to try to endear. No, forget about it. No, if, if he doesn't get out the treats, she will not go near any of my, <laughs> she won't go near any of my friends, any of my kids. That's hilarious. No, no. She immediately like usually I find her in the linen closet if someone comes over. Oh, I suppose nice and comfortable. And you can imagine on the how I feel about a cat or any animal lying on my towel yeah that would not be good for you well what i've done is i've just uh, i've given the lower shelf to the softest towels that's so a good the move cat can just sleep there yeah because that that softness is a huge deal yeah they tend to like that they do indeed but all right what other problems we got in the world we could solve today uh, we solved pretty much everything and unfortunately we solved it with uh, with the brutal war that will kill most of our citizens yeah, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you think we will actually go into World War Three? 
It's I mean, what you probably closer than it's been in quite some time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, because I saw who's the Ukrainian is Zelensky. Yeah, yep. Like he released some statement, like telling people, like, "Hey, don't forget about the war we still got going." I know, on. I know. I was like, "Oh my god. gosh, like, well, you that, guys are still doing that?" I well, forgot. that's because you know people want to forget about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I have a question for you. How is the United States the biggest shithole on earth to some people? Mm. Which I certainly don't think it is. No. no. But Russia and, and China cannot stop stepping up and causing problems in other people's countries whether it's mm. russia trying to take over the ukraine or it's china that's what happens with power though it does as soon as I you mean, get power you yep. want to just mess everything up mm-hmm. why well, i mean like our news outlets aren't covering china every day or russia no. every day and no, like that's not. what people when you all you see is what's going on directly in front of you you're like well this place is the worst i'd rather move yeah. other places and when you yeah. turn on the news at other places oh absolutely not i will stay right here is there any place left to go if you want to say, you say i've had enough of america mm-hmm. where would you go iceland. iceland yeah i was just gonna Dubuque say is still part of it though iceland andy says yeah. but they won't let you in Andy. so you can't go there they'll let you stay there for yeah. a while but you cannot well, live there. basically all your really smart countries mm, <laughs> all of them are I like mean, that you think i could stay in, in legally in canada for more than two weeks probably not canada used to be a place i i'd like to live but they've yeah. gone off the deep they're end not too. doing well no. they're not doing well at all what is what caused that andy uh their leadership is not great with the moment well just because it's the third trudeau or is it only the second it might only be the second trudeau i'm not sure second i don't know yeah he's a moron yes he is no i don't think it really matters where you go as far as what country it's just how many people are you around that's really like because if you move down to like middle of minnesota where you're the only house for two miles you probably have a pretty peaceful life yeah not not going on yeah not very eventful but no one's going to be bombing yeah like the central minnesota no. where no one lives like no, my mom lives out in broughton which is like right next to hutchinson minnesota and then oh, anytime yeah. i go out there i'm like oh it's so quiet it's peaceful. i love hutchinson like, yep nothing yeah. going on no. you ever go to the movie theater there uh no i have not oh you got it it's a great movie theater really hutchinson you go to the what the hell's the name of the cafe too it's got a really good cafe in hutchinson what the hell's in it okay nine five two six hundred twenty five seventy five what's the name of the great cafe and, and don't so. tell me about how great the pie is. Probably. No, no, I agree. I don't no, want to hear that about pie. No, uh. we're talking about the real solid. Oh, it's chow. the pie lady of Brondale. No, no, forget it. <laughs> Not interested. Every Moving city on. Has the pie place. Yeah. I suppose they do. But well, yeah, the Hutch Cafe. There's the River House. River House. Uh, McCormick's. McCormick's. I, I know Melissa's family loves McCormick's. Oh, see, there you go. No, I think that's the, if I remember correctly, my mom tells me like that's the place in Hutchinson to go for like a special date night is the McCormick's. McCormick's. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think it's a steakhouse, I believe. It's an Irish dealie. Maybe not. I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's two, there's like two places. (laughs) There's like two specific spots. She always tells me like, that's like the date night spot. And this is where all the young people go. And then, yeah, because it's such a small town. That's what people think. Where they go is to a, uh, off a, off a, uh, a, a, a railroad siding in a forested area in their dad's car. That's where, dad's that's car, that's where they deal. go. Drinking in a field. Yeah, yes. that's, that that never changes. Honest to God. But you know, my uncle Ted used to live in Hutchinson. That's why I spent a little time there when I was a kid. He, I got, I don't think I was about 10 years, 11 years old by the time that he moved to another. He was a sales guy. So mm-hmm. he moved to different mm-hmm. towns. 
But I remember being going visiting Hutchinson. I loved Hutchinson. I thought it was yeah, a great Hutchinson's town. Yeah. nice. They got everything. They do have everything there. Really, and, really nice. And it's town. far enough away where you don't have to deal with the big city, but it's still close enough where if you needed to come yeah. back, yep. it's not that absolutely like forty-five minute drive. About. Also, when you were growing up, Tom, the idea of the uh, of the of the perfect, most sedate country or city you could go to was probably Belfast. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. That would have been like a peaceful vacation for you. Didn't last very long, though. No. No, no, no. <laughs> it didn't last very long. Yeah, I mean, it is is that what's happening? Because I am being told that a lot of city people are moving to the country now. Well, you know, Duluth is supposedly like when the, when they talk about cities that you know, nobody is immune from, it, but cities that wouldn't really be affected horribly, say by global warming for example yeah or, or they'd be affected favorably in some ways yeah that's uh, true. you know and they talk about Duluth all people are but i think that's just maybe they got a really good chamber of commerce there or something supposedly people are moving to to Duluth i haven't seen it myself i heard it's in pretty rough shape actually wow. i haven't been to Duluth in a while well i guess i mean their form of life has pretty much just been peeled away it has hasn't it it's you know you close to all the mines and the and the whole iron range and yeah i mean they've got the same problems everybody has that's, I mean, I, that's the problem i'll be honest with you i've always loved going to duluth too i mean mm. the, the view you drive up that north shore my god is that beautiful and i like the town of i duluth guess thing. i could drive down lindale and see trees some tree leaves that are dying <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i know i know i'm a bummer no that's a very jewish thing to say that's all i'm but saying you can you. see it, the bright side of it hey i, I don't you. have to go to duluth that's i can drive down lindale avenue it's not a long Except drive at all destroy my car because it's all potholes <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's just things are tough Okay, we only got about five minutes left, so I'm trying to think of something. Is there anything positive we can talk about for a couple of minutes? Well, let's see. The Timberwolves lost their first game. Yeah, that was a shock. And Anthony Edwards was eight for 27 or something. Oh, my yeah. God. The team shot 34%. It was oh, the lowest oh. like shooting, or the worst shooting performance they've had since. Like, I don't even think they shot under 40% at all last year, so it's been like two years. And they never lost back. a game. Before you know, in the last month when they had all the all the exhibition games mm -hmm. and everything, they were oh, fantastic. that's right, they were fantastic. everything had come Every together. Year. You don't yeah. have to worry about Anthony Edwards anymore. He's going to be a team player. I mean, the only reason he took twenty-seven shots is because he couldn't take thirty-seven shots. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get the ball well, enough, and especially coming off mm -hmm. of because he went to the FIBA World Basketball, yeah. or whatever, and like led the team in every oh, yeah. stat, and he's supposed to be the next Michael Jordan oh, and the next God. big thing. Yeah, yeah, so for us to kind of come out with a dud the first game yeah, is but disappointing. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, look, when they're playing Iceland, what do you expect? Right. They're yeah, going to look pretty true. darn good. Yeah, you know? no doubt about it. No, it's a long season. They'll turn it around. Anthony Edwards is going to be great this year. Oh, of we course. got to give it time. He's, yeah, he's listed as in, – in Minnesota, he's the greatest athlete in the history of the NBA. He's making like $260 million on his new contract. Jesus. In real life – if you look at the like the basketball, the, the basketball folks who know what they're talking about, you go to like the athletic or any of these any of these mm -hmm. any of these sites, you know, they basically list him as like being the twenty-fifth best player in the NBA. Really? The twenty-fifth best player is not gonna turn this team around. No. Especially when all he wants to do is shoot the ball. He's he after the game, he's very modest when they lose. It's all my fault, which by which he means that the team is totally 
bent on him. It's Team me. Dependent. More me no, now. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely the face of the franchise. Well, yeah, because that's marketing, the, though. Yeah, but he and he is the best player on our team. And the so most if, talented. Yeah. So if if he's not performing well, we're doomed. Right, and that's why he he this year. They will win half their games, and he'll win the games for them. He'll lose half the games, and he'll be the reason they lose. Yeah. Has it always been like that, though? Well, with this franchise, that's yeah, that, that's, that's exactly. when they're at their best, though. That's true, too. Yeah, they've never been any good. It, it turns out, and people are shocked to hear this, it turns out that, that professional basketball is a team sport. Really? Yeah. I've not noticed that in the last 30 years. Oh. You better let the basketball players know <laughs> that because there's a lot of individuals out there. Well, yeah. yeah, that's right. But it, unless they cohere as a team, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And last night, I watched like the first 10 minutes of the game. Every single sentence that was uttered by the broadcasters had the word Edwards in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how is this guy not going to think no, you're that right. he's, you know, he's the son? Yeah. I know LeBron James. I mean, you know. Well, he's still at it, and he's, he's still, still actually it. pretty good. But, yep. but you know, but he also knows how to pass the ball. He does, yeah. And if he's if there's two guys guarding LeBron James, he'll pass the ball. To Anthony Edwards, he'll try to jump over them. <laughs> and that's what he did last night. He kept trying to jump over two guys who were standing in the, you know, seven feet tall guys, and they're standing in front of the basket. That's okay. He's just going to jump over them. And they, and they talked about the, the one, one I, I, I remember what I was reading. I think it was probably the athletic. And, and they said, you know, but he had, a, he had a career high 14 rebounds. Well, you know what? You're going to get a lot of rebounds when every shot is missed. Yeah, well, that's the one thing I love to bring up. Well, yeah. I got a lot of rebounds, missed the shot. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. that's well, that's when Kevin Love was here. They're always, oh, he's double double this and yeah. gets all these rebounds. Well, our team misses every shot we take, and he's our center. Of course, he's going to get a lot of rebounds. <laughs> yeah. But the best rebounders, you know, they do have a way. Like Charles Barkley was a great example. Mm-hmm. He, he basically rebounded with his ass. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And a lot of guys think they're going to do it with their legs. Yeah. And their hands? Yeah. No, no. No. Nope. Yeah, the Timberwolves have always been a team where there was one guy doing all the shooting. I mean, well, Chris Humphreys, when he was with the uh, – what he was with the Timberwolves for, what, one or two seasons, something like that? Uh, I can, can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. I Chris Humphreys, of course, you know, we he was famous for his career at Hopkins. Right. And, and then, right. of course, at the U of M, he basically destroyed the team for like five years. <laughs> And, and and he was the guy, and we've talked about this, but he had the 32 to 1 ratio, which was 32 points per assist. <laughs> so I'm I'm at a Timberwolves game Love with my it. kids one night, and they're playing Utah. Sloan. Sloan was the coach then. Yep. Sloan was a hard ass. He was old school. He hated Humphreys. Yeah. And so um, there's like one second left in the first half, right? And Sloan hated Humphrey so much that he put him in the game for the first Ooh. time. So my kids and I were we're behind the bench, and I see I see Humphreys taking his warm up jacket off. I start booing. <laughs> Everyone in the arena starts booing with me. That's nice, Mike. <laughs> to oh, greet him awesome. being humiliated for the one and a half seconds he was in the game. Ah, oh, Jesus. Okay, let's uh, segue a little bit to your Minnesota Vikings because mm-hmm. they all of a sudden look much better. People Super are, Bowl. yeah, people are crazy about it, and they have a losing record. Yeah, they do. But three and four. They played all the bad team, the the the, the bad matchups. Yeah, they did. They could, yep. you know, now it's they're coasting now. 
Green Bay is going to get slaughtered by them, I would assume. Although I it's never, always close, though. I never ever thought that the, the 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 Vikings could beat the 49ers. I never thought that was going to happen. Well, yeah, the the quarterback had a concussion. Right, right. Um, Debo Samuel's, who was everything to that team, mm -hmm. you know, last year, he was out too. Um, McCaffrey has been injured, and and I don't care what anyone says, he wasn't nearly himself. So no. they, and I, you know, again, it's me being a whole bummer about the team. Not you, but that's but that's football. It's basically mostly about who's injured on any given Sunday. Mm -hmm. I suppose that is true. Well, I mean, it's now the most dangerous position is running back. It used to be quarterback. Right now, they protect the quarterbacks, but they don't protect the running backs. That's why running backs don't make any money anymore. Isn't that weird? That I'm glad you brought that up because I did notice that as a running backs are the only ones in the team who don't make any money, and they used to make all the money along with the quarterbacks. Yeah. They're like the poorest players on the offense. Yeah. Because right. they're going to be there for like three years. They're going to be injured half the time, mm -hmm. and that's probably it. Yeah. Well, there was even an executive that said that their strategy was we're going to draft a running back. We don't really care when we draft him because you can interchange them wherever. Right. And if he's good, you have him for four years on his rookie deal. There's a fifth year option yeah. where you can essentially fr like franchise tag him or keep him on a discount sure. anyway. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and then at the end of that, you just let him go it's, and find somebody else. It's the Dalvin Cook syndrome. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's what they did. Because, yeah, Dalvin Cook was probably one of the better running backs in the league last year, and he pretty much had to beg to be on the Jets. Yeah. That's right. He's with the money. Jets now. And he doesn't do anything for the no. Jets. Really? Yeah, this is it. What it's, happened? It's the whole, well, it's just, I think as much as anything, it's and it has always been this way with running backs to some extent. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a lot worse now. Yeah. But they – you know, they just they get hit way too many times. Running yeah. backs, yeah. you know, there yeah. was a time when they'd run the ball like 350 times a year, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's like 125 or something. It's yeah. it's the 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 because they're going to get hurt because yeah. they're they're just they're they're a they're a, they're a moving target. But sometimes the worst times is when they're not even a moving target when they're just they're just standing there and more and more players are crashing into them yeah well so, there was dangerous. there was a series of like running backs that got drafted in like the fifth round that mm -hmm. turned out to be really great so people are like oh you can find value late in the draft which right. will bring the value down and then there was who was it i believe it was todd Gurley signed this big oh, huge yes. massive contract and then the next year blew out his knee oh. and we have never heard from him again yeah. melvin gordon was another one that got a mm -hmm. big deal and kind of so they're like oh we give you a bunch of this money and then you get hurt it's a waste so we're just not going to give you the money and you'll still probably get hurt anyway so we'll just well, and the guys the guys who who managed to play for a long time a lot of them like earl campbell probably retired at 35 and he was probably on crutches when he was 38 mm, and yeah, probably a right. wheelchair after yeah, that no true. it's 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 uh everything everything has changed and uh it's uh if if you're if you've got a fantasy football team i think the best thing to do is not even bother taking a running back until yeah. like the middle rounds because mm -hmm. anyone you take is going to get hurt yep you know on my deathbed i'm still going to be saying to myself as i close my eyes for the final time really Brent McClanahan, Refrigerator Perry get the ball <laughs> at the goal line not chuck foreman and walter payton yeah. What the hell were they thinking? Well, they're football coaches. They too have been hit many times. <laughs> when when Jim Mc, when Jim McMahon was on the show and he oh. said he said, Well, it bothered Walter and I never understood it. I was what do you mean you never understood? Never understood. <laughs> One of the greatest running backs in the Ever history born. of the NFL. And he didn't get an opportunity. Well, I mean, he got opportunities, but he didn't get that last one to get nope. in the end zone. Of course nope. that bothered him.
Uh, why wouldn't it? It bothers people that didn't even play in the game and aren't Bears fans. Chuck Foreman is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Don't even mention giving the ball to Brent McClanahan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And nothing against Brent McClanahan. No. It's just – I. I'm Chuck Foreman for Christ's sake. Give me the ball. All right. It's well, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot like when Russell Wilson they didn't hand the ball to yeah. Beast Mode and they yep. threw it instead. And it's the I remember. And the definition of a NFL coach is a guy that when they're like one yard away from the end zone, they'll run the ball right up the middle where there's eleven guys waiting to hit yes. the guy. Yep. What do they do on second down when that doesn't work? Same thing. Same thing. Third do down. Same thing. Fourth down. Oh, then they'll pass. Right. Because then they get creative on fourth down. God. It doesn't work. These are football coaches. They're idiots. Until the last, <laughs> until the last five or six years, these guys didn't even figure out when the game was late and they were trailing. They didn't even figure out that when they're on offense, they can stop the clock. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not. But they can't do it on defense unless they call a timeout. No, oh, no, we're God. saving our timeouts for those twelve seconds when we get the ball back. Yeah, true. Jesus, they're stupid. That's a great way to end a show with Jesus, they're stupid. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow.